Hello, everyone, and welcome to AC23, your weekly rendezvous with the arts and culture scenes of the Capital Region. My name is Chancellor Zero Skidmore. My producer is Jeremy Vorsine. You can stream this episode and previous episodes at the Arts Council's website, www.artsbr.org, or you can go to Apple Podcasts to stream it, subscribe to it, and give it five stars. If you think the show could be better, give us four stars. Your opinion is important to us, and we sincerely want to earn that other star. I recently had a chance to do a walkthrough of the Cary Siraj Community Arts Center in downtown Baton Rouge, and it's looking phenomenal. All the sheetrock has gone up on the walls. About half the interior painting is done. Jonathan Grimes gave me the layout of the Black Box Theater and the recording studio that will be hardwired to it. I can't wait for you all to get a chance to check it out. The first two opportunities that you will have to see it will be in September when we'll have our 2021 Louisiana Arts Summit for artists and arts professionals. And also in September, we'll have our impact event for anyone who purchases a ticket. Art Summit is September 20th through 21st and impact is on September 30th. Save those dates, y'all. And since we're talking about dates, here are some more immediate arts calendar highlights. If you'd like to represent the city of Baton Rouge as its poet of distinction, the application for Baton Rouge Poet Laureate is open to all submissions. If you or anyone you know is an adult poet living in Baton Rouge, you are eligible to apply. Go to artsbr.org slash poet hyphen laureate, submit your application, and upload your materials by May 30th, 2021. Again, that's artsbr.org slash poet hyphen laureate, and the deadline is May 30th. Also coming up, we have Dr. Charles Brooks at Coram Hall on May 28th, 7.30 p.m. Dr. Brooks is an astonishingly gifted vibraphonist. He and his band will be performing his groove-heavy style of fusion from his previous albums and his new release entitled Soul Survivor. This music is going to be cool, mellow, and beautiful. Come chill with the doctor. Tickets are available at artsbr.org. Again, that's May 28th at Coram Hall out on the patio. Also, if you'd like to expose some young ones to some orchestral music, go to the Baton Rouge Symphony Orchestra's Facebook page. They taped a performance of Peter and the Wolf, and they were kind enough to let me remix the script and do the narration. Check it out with the kids and let me know what y'all think. All right. I've gotten to know this week's guest a little bit over the last couple of months because she serves on the Arts Council's Artist Advisory Board. She's an accomplished visual artist and has been working with watercolor for over 40 years. She believes that creativity can be the catalyst to a fulfilled life, whether one is the artist or the art appreciator. She's lived in many parts of the country and has come full circle back to South Louisiana to her roots and endeavors to portray our varied lifestyles and cultures in her artwork. Lena Toniolo, welcome to AC23. Well, thank you so much, Zero. I'm very happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. So let's start at the beginning. I always ask this, like, I'm always interested in how people got exposed to the arts when they were younger. So was that something you got exposed to at a very early age, or did you find it later? Okay, um, I was probably exposed to some art at an early age. Um, well, and I was a singer. <laughs> mm, okay. uh, starting when I was probably five or six years old, I was at the Paramount Theater, and we were on the radio. It was like a talent contest. Okay. And we'd go on Saturday mornings, and my mama would get me up there, <laughs> and I would sing. Um, and so, and then... Um, 
I, um, where was I? Your mom would get you up on stage. Was she like a stage mom? No, she wasn't, but she did coach me on my singing. Okay. And, so she um, was a singer as well? No, she really wasn't. But um, <laughs> She was just coaching from instinct. Was, yes, because she had watched a lot of movies. Uh, that, hey. <laughs> she worked at a movie theater as oh. a ticket girl during okay. World War II. Oh, awesome! So you were so you were singing on the radio. Yes, and and before, but that was before visual art came into your life. Exactly, and so my brother was really the artist in the family, and I was the singer. Mm. And I always thought I wasn't very creative because when I'd bring up ideas to my peers, they would go, "No, <laughs> no way!" <laughs> and so I thought, well, I'm just I must not be creative. And I learned later that that meant I was creative because it was unique and new and different. And they weren't creative. And, and they right. couldn't appreciate it. <laughs> exactly. So, But I learned that because I had started a little retail clothing store. I'm always jumping into things that I know nothing about. And, uh, it's a good habit. So I guess when I was little, when I was about eight years old, I was taking swimming lessons. And um, the lady asked, how many of you um, know how to swim? If you know how to swim, raise your hand. So I raised my hand. But evidently, I didn't know how to swim because I jumped in the water and I started trying to swim and I sank. And so she pulled me out and rescued me. And she said, now, you're not afraid of anything, are you? And I said, no, (laughs) ma'am. So I've been that way all my life. I jump into stuff. I have no idea. What I'm getting into, and it's a good thing because I probably wouldn't do it if I did know. There you go. Um, but anyway, I had this retail clothing store, and I did everything from janitor, cashier. I wrote the ads. I did the ads on the radio, um, and um, I was the buyer. I was the salesperson, and I also did the displays. And so a customer came in one day, and she said, um, I really love your displays. They're very artistic. And I said, well, I'm not very artistic, and but I love art. I mean, I really did. I, I loved paintings and um, theater, mm-hmm. any kind of art and culture. And um, so she said, well, I know the very class for you. She said, there's a watercolor class at Louisiana Tech, and you will be very well accepted there. And um, it'd be a great place for you to start. Mm. Where were you living at the time? I was living um, in Unionville, which is north of Ruston and south of um, Dubok. Unionville. I never heard <laughs> so of Unionville. Okay. It was the country. Yeah. And uh, we had cows and dogs and roosters and rabbits. And yeah, that's awesome. All that sort of thing. And um, so I said, you know, I think I'm going to do that. So, of course, I just jump in and sign up for the course, and I didn't know that I was in there with 30 professional artists, mm. and I had never picked up a paintbrush or picked up a pencil to draw. Mm. And the first assignment was to go out and get three drawings. <laughs> <laughs> so it was on the fifth floor, and everybody else skedaddled, and I sat by the window, and I looked down, and I drew the sidewalk. <laughs> And then we were supposed to choose one color because it was a study in value. Mm. And so all the shapes had to be separated with using only one hue, but changing the value. Mm. 
And so I chose orange. <laughs> orange sidewalk. So, um, but, you know, the teacher was very receptive. He thought it was a great idea. He liked my shapes. He thought I did the value well and the gradation. And so I stuck with it. And uh, then I started taking classes at night because I was still teaching and I had three children and a household to take care of. Yeah. And uh, so I went at night and... um, I met someone who said, why don't we go to New York City? And uh, they were going to take a photography course, and which I knew nothing about. <laughs> but I was in a photography course. There you go. Uh, so I said, well, yeah, I think I'll try that. So she got all the paperwork. I signed up. It was at NYU, but the classes were at Parsons School of Design. And so I was just so excited. I went up there with two suitcases and um, she decided not to go because her boyfriend didn't want her to go. So I said, well, I'm going because <laughs> I've already got ready and paid yeah. the fees. And so I went and uh, I uh, took some courses there. And then I decided I wanted to live up there because I thought there'd be some job opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, my career was going nowhere. And I was recently divorced single mom, three kids. Um, I couldn't take them at the beginning because I didn't have a place to live and I didn't have a job. Wow. So I went up there with the two suitcases, same two, and I stayed with some girls who had taken classes with me at Parsons. And uh, there was five of us in an apartment, and um, we were all sleeping on the floor on blankets um, I did eventually get a futon, which that's another wild story <laughs> of how I got that futon into the apartment building. But um, then I needed to move from there, and um, I got a room at the Salvation Army uh, building. Yeah. And uh, it was a tiny little room, but I had my own bathroom. Oh, so awesome. I was thrilled about that. And... Um, <laughs> So I stayed there, and, and I got a job at an ad agency um, in the accounting department, but I was hoping to work my way into the art department. Mm-hmm. And they did let me work in there a little bit. I even did some art for a, um, an ad. Um, they were trying to get a um, an account with, uh, what was it, uh, one of the fish houses. That's okay. all over the United States. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I proposed to the guy my idea, and he loved it. But it just so happened that right at, during that time, uh, my mom passed away. So oh. I had to go home. And so missed that opportunity. Yeah. And so, you know, my career has been very long and winding with lots of hills and valleys, uh, twists and turns, Sometimes S curves are going backwards and then forwards, loop to loops, and so um, so I'm just finally at this point. um, I got to the point. Well, you know, there were times when I wasn't able to do any painting because Mm. I had so many responsibilities. Right, and um, 
Yeah, three kids by yourself. That's that's <laughs> yes. enough right there for to ever to never do any painting again. Yeah. Yeah. But you did. I did. You made time for it. I did. So how how'd you end up coming back to, to I know you lived all over the country. How did you end up coming right. back to coming back to the South? Well, my kids got grown <laughs> and um so I was um just ready to come back to Baton Rouge. I had family here mm-hmm. and um so I stayed with family for a few weeks until I finally found a job. I am a teacher. I graduated from LSU with a BS in math. Mm-hmm. And so I taught math and English, never dreaming I'd be an artist. <laughs> right brain and left brain. <laughs> and it took me a while to get to the point where I would call myself an artist. Yes. You know, it was easy to say I was a teacher because I've done that all my life. Yeah. But uh, saying I was an artist took me a while. And now I can say that. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird. It's like we we are, we don't always get that validation or that certificate that says I am now an artist. Right. And so we have to kind of sometimes build up the nerve to right. claim it. So it was easy for me to find a math job, math teaching job. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I started uh, buying and selling real estate with no money down. What? <laughs> Yes, I I read a book and I followed the book. <laughs> wow! And uh, so, but anyway, back to the art. Um, the way I got really fully back into it was in Point Coupee Parish. Um, they had an art center, and they asked me to teach the children. I started with three and four year olds, and I had teenagers, and I mm. had senior citizens. So wow. That so a lot of lesson plans, a, for a lot, lot of different uh, levels uh, of learning. Yes, indeed. It was exhausting, but very, very rewarding. Yeah. Especially the teenagers. Oh, okay. Because they, you know, they're hard to reach. But I think the way I got to them, as I said, you know, art is the only place where you can break the rules. Break them all. <laughs> <laughs> and be rewarded for it. <laughs> yes. So they love that, and they got right into it. But um, And then I um, went to a meeting of a group who were starting an art council, Mm -hmm. and uh, they started a program called Calling All Artists. We would meet monthly, Mm -hmm. and you could bring your art and talk about it. And so, you know, that gave you some inspiration if it was accepted well. Yeah. And um, also, you know, it gave you motivation. Mm-hmm. I come, I'm, I'm going to that meeting. I need to bring some art, you know. Yeah. So then you get back to it. So and it uh, sounds like you've always been this kind of arts leader in whatever community you were in. Um, I would like to think that I enlighten people as to the huge parameters of art. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, you know, not everybody gets to go to a lot of museums or study art history, mm-hmm. where you you kind of see all the different directions art can go. Yeah, um, it's not just a pretty picture, right. but it it says something and yeah. makes you feel something. Yeah, and um, so one of the reasons I think I'm succeeding a little bit is because certain places where I show my work. There'll be people there who say, you know, when you first started bringing your work, I really didn't understand it. But now I get it. 
Wow. And they said, you know, I know when it's your painting. Mm-hmm. They don't even have to tell me you did it. I said, wow, <laughs> that is what I'm looking for. <laughs> so, so, so speaking of your style, what, what would you say is like the dominant theme or, uh, or, or technique that makes your work stand apart? Yeah, I, I always try to figure that out. I think it's my drawing mm-hmm. that I start with uh, because when I draw, I rarely or seldom look at the paper. I do what they call blind contour. Mm-hmm. And so I'm interested in the subject, and I'm focused on that, and my pencil's just moving on the paper. Mm. And so, you know, proportions may be off or whatever yeah. placement, but um, I'm interested in the subject matter. I have a relation to it. Everything I do, I feel something about that subject matter. Wow. And um, I do people, animals, uh, some still life, and some uh, landscape. But And I like musical instruments. Uh, I draw musicians and vocalists as they are. I like to do people when they're in action. Oh, okay. And so I really have to watch them while the pencil's moving. <laughs> <laughs> Try to catch that moment. Yes. And so the fun part is... When I look at it, I'm always surprised at the end of the drawing because <laughs> right. I wasn't looking at it all the time. Yeah. I looked at it at the end. So I'm like surprised. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and um, so I think my drawing of uh, things is very unique. You know, I have my own symbols, my own language. Mm. Um, and then when I paint, most of the time, I start with a random, chaotic underpainting, and then and that goes over the drawing, mm. and the paint go the paint is going and not even paying any attention to where the what the drawing is, wow. and then I try to bring order to it, which is the story of my life trying to take chaos and bring order, but um, and I try to bring the subject matter out with hue and value and all those things you do with paint. <laughs> wow. Um, it, it, it almost sounds like, uh, compared to some other artists' process, some parts of it almost seemed backwards or counterintuitive, right? Yeah, yeah. But it works for you. It works for me. That's beautiful. And uh, so, yeah, I think that's why people, a lot of times, they have to stand there and look at it a while to figure out what's going on you have to get through the chaos yourself. <laughs> and that, that, that means that it's something worth standing there and looking at, right? Well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so, so. Um, you've been, uh, man, you've been doing watercolor, just watercolor for over 40 years. Right. Um, wh- what is it about watercolor specifically that has captivated you as an artist? Um, it's that you can be so free with it and mm-hmm. you can't control it that well. I don't like control. <laughs> and so, um, you know, you have to you have to give up control and let it do what it wants to. I Submission. love Yes, yes. <laughs> and um I feel like I I was the kind of person who would be whatever somebody wanted me to be 
And so when I started watercolor, the thing that fascinated me and made me passionate about it is I felt free. On that piece of paper, I could do whatever I wanted wow. and, um, I, and be me. Art can be liberating, right? It's very liberating. I think it's, it was the first time in my life, my late 30s, I started. And, you know, I felt, I felt like I was me. Yeah. And so oh, man. I have... That's inspiring, Lance. <laughs> it is. Thank you. Yes. So um, you've been serving on the uh, the Artist Advisory Board, our first Artist Advisory Board. Yes. And um, you've been very much uh, a leader in that group uh, uh, as well. We got we got uh, artists from uh, all over our um, uh, greater Baton Rouge region of 11 parishes. And um, you're always letting me know what's going on out in Point Capee <laughs> and Livingston Parish. Yes. And uh, I, th- I think that you've just been phenomenal on that. And thank you so much for being a part of that. Oh, well, I'm honored to be a part of the Art Council of Greater Baton Rouge. You do so much for the community and the artists and art in general. I'm just very honored to be a part of it. So where can people see your work? Um, well, I have a studio at my house now, and mm-hmm. I've uh, converted a bedroom into an art gallery. Oh, beautiful. And uh, my work is hanging there. Um, I have some prints at the LSU Museum of Art store. Okay. And uh, at the Birdman Cafe in St. Francisville. Yeah. Um, Let me see where else. I've had my art in some of the libraries. Um, And uh, there's one. Oh, the Baton Rouge General Hospital. Mm -hmm. Uh, My art's been hanging in there um, every I think they change out twice a year, and so um, the pro- part of the proceeds go to um, the art programs there at the hospital, so I'm really happy to be a part of that. And I've sold six prints in there, so. Awesome, awesome. So far. Well, I, I, it's, it's, time flies when you're having fun. I'm sitting here just enjoying your story, and I'm looking <laughs> down, I'm like, whoa. Okay, <laughs> so uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you. I'm going to have to have you back because I know you got. You say you got many more stories to tell. I do. And do I have time to mention some of the activities in Point Capee? We're we're out of time, but oh, I'm wow. gonna, I'm going to have to. Uh, okay. We'll 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 get those up on the e blast for sure. the Arts Council. Yes, okay. indeed. Thank you so much for coming on All the show. All right. Thank you very much. Awesome. Bye bye.